All right, guys, welcome to the One Life Podcast. Here with Johnny with um, the Richardson Group. Thank you. He's a local real estate agent. You also have a, a, a team underneath you, don't you? Yeah, well, I like to say underneath me, more of partners is how I like to phrase it. Mm. So right here local in Vegas, we have about 20 agents. So we have an office right on Saharan Buffalo. Okay. And then we have other agents on our national side is what they like to call it. So there's agents I work with in New Jersey, California, Texas. When you say work with, is it like, uh, not so not you're in charge, but are you like the mentor? You're the person that helps out the the other realtors. Yeah. So what, what do you? How does that kind of work? So how our business is? Picture it's a, an umbrella across the okay. United States, Canada as well. So most brokerages take a, a private brokerage or boutique brokerage. You might want to call it right here in Vegas. They'll work with agents in Vegas, but we're part of Real Broker on their platform. So Real Broker gives us the ability if you were a real estate agent that want to do something bigger and better in Miami, for example. It's like, Johnny, I want to work with you, but I'm in Miami. No problem at all. We actually help you get you up and started on the Real Broker platform out in Miami. And then okay. you have, as far as utilizing my services, mentorship, help and assistance, and show you what I did here to be successful in your current market. Which is probably huge, right? It is. Because there's 18,000 registered realtors in Las Vegas. Yeah, there's and more now. <laughs> is there really? Yeah. Um, and I think they say, same as photographers, realtors and photographers average about $30,000 a year. Yep. Which is, yeah, way even bother in the first place. But yeah. you got people like you, the outliers, who are actually doing it right. Yep. So you're doing it right. How much experience have you got with real estate now? So licensed realtor here in uh, state of Nevada, five years. Yep. The story behind it, I was licensed back in 2010 in New Jersey. Okay. Now, at, I never did residential real estate. I got in just because I was going to do something part-time, join the fire department. Oh, really? Yeah, that was the plant. Gotcha. So I was going through the motion, civil service tests in Atlantic City. And during that time, the wait list is so long, that's a long stretch getting into the fire department. My uncle, he was running the show and um, somebody tapped on my shoulder and was like, I heard you sold cars, you did amazing. Um, you got a real estate license, we want you to come sell timeshare. So I talked to my uncle, he's like, go do it for a year and gotcha. work your way through. And I was broke as a joke, eating ramen noodles, driving a beat up Honda. How old were you at the time? At that time, that's going back when I was 30-ish. Okay. Yeah. So you what, you didn't really have it together at a, so you didn't get it together for a long time. No, it took me a while. I think, and I'm not, I'm, when I say that, I'm not in a disrespectful no, way. No, no, I know exactly what you mean. I just, it wasn't like I was, you know, 20, born, got it together. Spoon and all that, like you're a natural salesman. Yeah. yeah. No, I worked my way through the gutters. I think so many people look at someone where you're at and, oh, he's always had it together. Or mm. like, no way. It, it doesn't really matter, does it? No. It doesn't really matter when you start to get it together. As long as at some point you're taking those little steps and you're, you're getting there, right? Yeah. And to look at you, you look nice, your suit, you're on social media, it looks like you're kicking butt, but 10 years ago, it yeah. wasn't the same, was it? Yeah, no, not at all, not even close. Yeah, and I don't mean to embarrass you or anything, I just mean no, the fact that you can re resonate. If you're in your 30s or in your 40s, you can, okay, I can be this person in five, 10 years. Definitely can. So I love that. Um, and as far as the, the mentorship, is it, is it really make a huge difference for someone? Because I feel like being a realtor is probably super intimidating and, not really know where to start and there's always competition and if you haven't sold anything you haven't got any trust you haven't got any record how do you kind of help people with well with one that? of the biggest hurdles take somebody like it's very common here in vegas 
uh, cocktail waitress, bartender, especially during COVID, getting out, I gotta do something I wanna do real estate. Now, what the problem is, a lot of people, now they're working for tips and everything, but they're really order takers at the end of the day. Yeah. So when they come into real estate, it's transitioning out of that. You're no longer an order taker. You're you're a salesperson. There's you're gonna be learning. It doesn't stop at school. It doesn't stop at your 120 hours now. So once that 120 hours is done, you take a doctor, lawyer, it's continuing education for years and years and years. Real estate's the same way. Gotcha. You gotta come in with that mindset. I'm not an order taker. I gotta perfect my craft. I gotta get better every day. Me myself, I spent a hundred grand a year on self-development. Awesome. Every year. Love that. I'm pounding into myself. Love that. It's continuing education the rest of your life. Who did you get that from? Who was the person that inspired you to reinvest back in yourself like that? When I first started listening to Grant Cardone many years ago. Yeah. And you'll hear him talk about all the time. He's like, you have a certain amount of money, whether you got a hundred bucks or you got 10 grand to spend. Spend that hundred bucks, get some self education as far as books. He always whatever. Says that, right? Yeah. He's like, you got ten grand, don't go invest it, invest it in yourself. Yeah. So then you can make a hundred grand. Invest exactly. that back in yourself. So then you can start to make some real money. The product doesn't make you the money, you're gonna make the money. Mm. You utilize the product as a tool. And that's learning integrity, people skills, punctuality, like Everything. sales. Love I absolutely love that. What is um what else have you got from him that has really like resonated with you and made you the man you are today it really comes down same thing i learned from my dad it's going to be work ethic at the end of the day okay who's who's got who's not afraid when they get pushed down or get a bad call or a bad deal or whatever it is that you're going to get up and go back after it and go back after it people get work ethic confused they're like well i spend all day in the office we spend all day in the office, but are you making calls? Are you getting back up when you have that bad time? Yeah, it's it's not it's not so much how many hours you're working, it's what you're doing those hours, exactly. right? Exactly. Because you, it's same as studying. Like you can study for like ten hours, or you can study for two hours, which actually count. Yes. Yes. And who's who's the big buff dude? The the hair, the beard. Um, you see him on social media all the time. Big buff guy, hair in the beard. Ah, it's like a multi hundred million dollar guy. He ran a franchise at gym, but it uh, ran a gym. I can't remember his name, but he he preaches that all the time. He's not. It's not so much how many hours you work. It's it's what you're doing those hours. Effective working. How many how many DMs you're sending? How many reach outs? How many calls you're making? Yeah. How likely are you to convert because you're putting in the effort and you're spreading your web wider? Yeah, exactly. Mm. Definitely. I love that. So, what do you love about real estate? It's transitioned since I've gotten into real estate. When I first got in, somebody convinced me to do it here in Vegas. So as an old friend, they're like, Johnny, you were built for real estate. You've done timeshare, you've sold cars, you're in the insurance business. Were you naturally good at sales or was that something you developed? Wasn't natural. My first sales job was working at a car dealership and I was early 20s. So I didn't know what to do because I went to school to be a body man. I decided I didn't like it after a year and a half. Yeah. And my dad was like, you got the gift to gab, go out and sell cars. I started at the one side of this strip in Vineland, New Jersey, put an application in at 30 places. Nobody wanted to give me a job. They're like, you're young, you're a kid. No experience. Gavin's no experience. Yeah. Till this one guy, Tom at Nissan, he's like, oh, how are you? I was like, all right. So I came in, first two weeks, I just was sinking like the Titanic. I'll never forget this night, it's Friday night. I go out with these clients come back, clients leave, Tom's like, hey, what happened to those clients? I said, they told me they'll think about it, they'll call me tomorrow, and he ripped me a new one. 
And the finance manager liked me, this other guy, I can't remember his name, but I remember what he did. So he came and got me, he's like, look, you're a good looking kid, people like you, but you can't close, that's your problem. Mm. You get people loving you. He handed me this book, How to Close Every Sale by Joe Girard. Okay. And he says, I read that book over the course of the weekend. I came back and I went to the number two salesperson in that dealership for the next nine months until I left to the next dealer. So I what never, do you mean by that? So rank, ranked number two. Oh, so you, it just that book and that weekend. Yep, that's it, self-development. It's funny, it doesn't take much, right? No, it doesn't. You like Brian Tracy? Yeah. Yeah, he's huge on that, right? He yep. has a really good sales and how he got a good at sales was read, 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 and then talk to people who are better than him. Yeah. Did you did you find yourself, did you get yourself a mentor at an early age as far as sales to, or you did it more organically yourself? In the beginning stages, no, I didn't have one. I grew up on the East Coast in New Jersey. That's where my sales career started. Yeah. And I feel in New Jersey, we are like here on the West Coast, we're running businesses, doing something bigger, better. You don't see as much of that. Really? So okay. mentorship, it's not like surrounding you. I'm it's, sure if you really knew to look for it or yeah. went in that direction, you're gonna find it, but I wasn't running across it. Okay. I definitely wasn't. I'd probably do much better throughout my car business career um, if I did have some kind of mentor. But guys in the car business, I crushed the car business car business, you're slinging metal and drinking beer at the bars every night. Gotcha. That's, that's what you're surrounded by. That's, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. What, um, so someone at an early age, you recommend just hitting the books? Oh, you hit in the books, get into self-development, just like you said, get yourself <coughs> towards somebody bigger and better. Most people's excuses when they, they say, oh, I can't do a mentor, it's too expensive. I tell them the same thing every time. I'm like, you can't afford not to. Yeah, and I feel like, especially as a guy, I feel like our egos are too big. Yeah, that and too. And we don't like to step back and ask questions. We don't like to be vulnerable. Even the same when, like when I first started in the gym, I walked up to the biggest guy in the gym. What am I gonna do to look like you? Sorry, I got a cough. Yeah, that's all right. <coughs> if you don't ask, you don't get. Yeah. And asking the right people or asking enough people, eventually someone's gonna say yes, right? Yeah. Someone's gonna take you under the wing. Someone's gonna help you out. Yep. And I'm so glad to see you do it at early age. And by doing that, that's probably why you're at, why you're where you're at today, right? Oh yeah, you put in the hours and people say it. They're like, Johnny, I can't say this like you. I can't do this like you. And I tell them all the time, I'm like, this didn't happen overnight. This was years, days, nights that practicing my skill set. I remember King Kingstad back in the car business, he would come in and rehearse scripts with us over and over. So you would do that. Over. And yeah. Grant Cardone talks about that a lot. Oh yeah, right? definitely. It's practicing. Did you ever language. do it by yourself? I would if I had to, yeah. Mm. There's times I go home and I'm reading through my script. That's why I tell our agents all the time, you may feel funny doing it at home by yourself, but just go through it, get familiar with the words leaving your mouth. Yeah, it's it's like you can't expect to nail something unless you've learned to nail it, right? Yeah. You can't just, oh, if you, with sales, if you hesitate, you you stutter, you, it's it's not real, right? Exactly. People see straight through it. Oh yeah, absolutely. If yeah. you go to buy anything and guys stuttering and losing his words and not sure, it's just, you have no confidence. You're buying a product. And Regard people see straight through oh, yeah. it, right? Regardless how big or small it is, maybe mm. it's a watch, maybe it's a car, maybe it's clothing. But if it's somebody that's like not on their game, you usually have no confidence in the product. Mm. Yeah. What's being sold to? So you're such a good salesman. 
you understand how when someone sells to you, what what how, do you give them respect if they're good at it? How do you kind of play them a bit? You know, what, I can a, see that smirk yeah, on your face. It's my a friend of mine always tells me is like salesmen are the easiest sale in the world, and they said Johnny, you just buy everything. And if it's a good salesperson, I actually want to buy the product because he That's did, what I'm getting he did a good job because you're, you're giving them respect. Yeah. You know, they put the time in. Yeah. So our car yeah. business, I remember I went to the dealership, one of them. I was gonna walk out with a Land Rover. So got in there and I said, you know, what is this? Is this a turbo model or whatever it was? He's like, I'm not sure. I'm like, okay, is this the sport version? I'm not sure. Driving down the road and I'm like, you know, do you have a black one? This is a white one, I'm not sure. And I went in there with an intention to leave with a car and, and I did it. Because of that yeah, guy. Yeah, I did. I'm just like, you gotcha. know, this makes no and sense. And unfortunately he's never gonna know that that's yeah. why either. Yeah. Yeah, you, like they make mistakes, but you gotta be, yeah, you gotta understand when you're making those mistakes. Yeah, and it's not good to lie to somebody either. Of me, if I was in that seat, what I would have done is like, I just got asked five questions I didn't know the answer to, I better study them so this never happens. Yeah, I, I mean, it's no excuse, right? Yeah. That's, you should know it inside out. Yeah. Otherwise, like you said, go home, do the research. Yeah, until, research so it doesn't happen I like again. to say, if you can't teach it, you don't know it. Yeah. If you're kind of stuttering trying to explain something, you don't oh, know yeah, it. Oh yeah, exactly. Go home, hit the books and, and learn Definitely, know what you're selling, know your product out mm. there, it's super important. Too many people get into any product and they barely know about it. Like, I'm in sales. Well, tell me about this. I'm not really sure. It's almost like they have this false hope that they're going to get into any sales career and they think it's just going to happen. People just walk in handing over money. Mm. It just doesn't happen. It doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't. No. And uh, Gary Vee talks about it a lot, like stay in your lane. Yeah. <laughs> stay with what you know. Yeah. There's certain things I know and there's a lot of things I don't know. And I stick to my lane and that's what I stick yeah, to. Yeah, exactly. And I feel like you do the same thing. Oh, yeah, definitely. Some things I can talk inside out, other things I'll never touch. Yeah, definitely. I'll tell people. I'm just like, nope, that's not, that's yeah. not my stuff. When yep. did you realize that, um, was it because you started making a lot more money doing the cars, the real estate that you just didn't worry about the firefighting anymore? Um, Is that what kind of- No, what happened was this. So when I got into, uh, while well, I was going through the fire department, um, I was broke as can be. My uncle told me when I asked him, I said, hey, what should I do? He goes, go into timeshare for a year. I jump into timeshare. And I was there for the first week in the front end of the department and I just hated it. I was getting ready to quit. Yeah. I, what they would do is bring you clients. I've always been a hunter to go out and get my own clients. Okay. I like it. So not everybody does. So they said, hey, we want to put you in the marketing department. Heard you'll crush it. You should check it out. And I was like, I heard you guys have sucky hours, um, make not much money. And they said, come down. We think you'd be good at it. They were right. I looked at their pay structure. And I started figuring it out how many people I had to close on these mini groups. And I dominated. I ended up being the number three guy in the United States within a matter of 90 days. Really? Yeah, awesome. I crushed it. So to answer your question, what happened at that point, I never looked back. I just kept on going. You just kind of found I just, yeah. I fell in love with it. I liked it and I was having a great time. I was making a ton of money. And then Atlantic City, they end up closing that site down and they came to me and said, hey, we're gonna shift you to Myrtle Beach. And I was like, I do not wanna go to Myrtle Beach. Meanwhile, somebody else was tapping on my shoulder saying, you belong in Vegas. Says oh, okay. you are built for it. You, We don't see people this good in this position. 
So they shifted me out to Las Vegas and I was out in, here in timeshare for years. That's how I ended up out here. Oh, really? Gotcha. Mm -hmm. You yeah. just came out by yourself. And... Never been in Vegas a day in my life until I moved here. Really? Yeah, I come to this. Yeah, me yeah. too. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, all right, it's gonna be Vegas. Let's see if I like it. And I was nervous because I had a place on the beach. I'd wake up to the water every day. I'm like, that's super awesome. Yeah. Now I'm coming out to live in the desert and I'm like, well, they got Lake Mead, Lake Mead. And it's, yeah. <laughs> it's awful. Yeah. When you, I, I grew up on the beach my whole life. Yeah. It sucks being here when you grow up on the beach. Yeah, it's a different. It's, it's really it's hard. Yeah. And the money and this and that's nice, but the beach is the beach. Yeah, I just got back two days ago from Jersey and made a trip to the Jersey Shore. And it is nice getting out there, visit, being on the beach. I was with my mom and hanging out and I'm like, man, that's so nice to take mm. it, yeah. But I think I think the main thing, if you stay in Vegas, if you had the money and the freedom to yeah. get up and go when you want. Yeah, the airport's definitely. nice and central, it's nice and close. Yeah. It's very easy to get around Vegas, everything you need's here, it's 24 it seven. But if you're stuck here and you can't get away because you haven't got enough money or you haven't got time, I think that's where you get caught. Yeah, it's true. And that's when it can be depressing, but you and I probably get up and go as much as possible. Oh yeah, definitely. Work hard and then play hard too. Oh yeah, right? you gotta treat yourself, definitely. Mm. What are some of your favorite sales books or some of your favorite books have got biggest influence in your life? Um, well, 10X is definitely gonna Crack be it one. On that's, I recommend that to anybody that's trying to get themselves in gear and get in the game. Yeah. Have you read um, Be Obsessed or Be Average? I have, that's Love another that book. great one. Love that book. Yeah, that's a super good one. Yeah, definitely. what else comes to mind or what Total people? Focus. That, that, that was written by a Navy SEAL, not remembering his name right now, but I read, I that, read book that at least once a year for the last four years. Total, okay. So also. that one's really good. That That's another one as far as putting yourself in the game, you know, lasering in, sticking to your commitments, running your business like a Navy SEAL. Okay. That That's what, what you can really relate it to. Love that. So that's a really good one. Have you? Who do you idolize? Who do you look up to? Like you mentioned your dad earlier, is that someone you idolize? Have you got other people that you look up my to? My dad, yeah, my dad, he's not around anymore, but he taught me great work ethic growing up as a kid and so on and so forth. So he's somebody I did as I was growing up. But yep. There's something I learned from an old mentor, Albert Preciado. He had said, you gotta learn how to level up your mentors. So I'm always looking and I've had a ton of coaches and mentors in my life and I've gone to them for a job. And then when I go to them, for, let's say if it's, I wanna go in and learn more systems, this is a coach that I'm gonna use, for example. Yeah. One guy was John Sheplack, got in with him on how to build a bigger operation, spent a large amount of time with him, spent time with Brad Lee here in Las Vegas. Yeah. He helped me how to run a training program and I learned a lot about business with him at the same time. I got a list of people I look up to. And you take different things for different people. Different, yeah, everybody has their special skills. Absolutely. Some guys are amazing at marketing. Some guys are amazing at building training systems. Some guys are gonna tell you how to run the back ends of your business from front to back, you yep. name it. Yeah. You're just taking what you need from those people. Definitely. And I, and then you're also helping everyone else. What I don't like to say underneath you, but people working in conjunction yeah, yeah, with you, right? Exactly. Yeah, and you, you seem like the type of person that wants to help grow others, right? Yeah, correct. And you're not tearing other people down, you're not making excuses, you're not pointing the finger. And it's very rare to find someone like you yeah. who just does you for you. You're not caring about other people's opinions and you just, you're focused. Just going Narrow to focus. That's what makes me excited about real estate now. And I think I was going down that road, I must go off track, but when I first got into real estate, it was about, hey, jumping in the business, somebody said I'd be good, and then sell some houses, make some money, 
Now, fast forward five years later, what pumps me up is working with those partners, working with people in my office, getting people to their goals that they're giving back. At. Exactly. Gotcha. Because yeah, you get to a certain success. What's well, it's the same once you start making over 70 grand a year or something, there's no significant jump in your lifestyle. I don't know if you can relate to that, but once you hit a certain amount of money, there's no real big jump. You can buy nicer things, but you're comfortable. Yeah. And giving back and helping other people get to that level is probably the most rewarding thing opposed to like, hey, you now can buy another car or now I've got another boat or whatever it is. Yeah, there, another statistic I ran across recently, once you hit $12 million, um, there's nothing else that's gonna excite you, you've done it all. You've done it, you've had the fancy car, whether it's a Lambo, Ferrari, the list that's interesting. On. You have the home of your dreams, you have the investments, so nothing else really makes you tick. But what I found with those guys, there's somebody I'm in a mastermind with, we're with them every quarter, he obviously did it. Now they get more excited about either the deal or helping somebody, they find their passion in something else. Okay. Because the money's not really doing it. They don't really need it. Mm. So they find as far as, okay, I love one gentleman out of Miami I work with, he does commercial real estate. He just loves hunting for deals. Okay. The deals what fires him up every time. Gotcha. Yep. So you gotta find a new purpose. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Because money's not gonna be it. I mean, no, it, it can be to a certain point. Yeah. Uh, Dan Blizzard, you know him, the poker player? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so he said like, when he got out of the military, Five, he went to Outback Steakhouse, it was like a five out of five for him. It was amazing. Yeah. And now he eats at five-star restaurants every single night and it's like a three out of 10. Like, yeah. it, it just doesn't do it anymore. And he's got yachts and boats and jet skis and girls. And he's like, nothing really makes me happy anymore. Yeah. So it's, it's I know that's a weird problem. And no, it no is. No one's really it's gonna be true. able to relate to that, but yeah. it's true. It's, I mean, I think we're spoiled out here in Vegas, all the nice restaurants. It's. When I have friends come down, it's just like, you know, they're excited, whoa, whether Mayfair yeah. or here, you name it, Prime Steakhouse, whatever. And they're just blown it out, out of just out of this world. And just being out here in Vegas and spending money or going out with clients, whatever it might be, it's almost like an everyday night, you know? <laughs> I mean, like, even with yeah. my job, I mean, I've done, like this camera has taken me Oh, I'm sure. Everywhere. There's nothing I haven't done. Really? I what was mean, your most exciting shoot? Oh, dude, I've been in a helicopter so many times, my heart rate doesn't change now. Of jet skis around the Statue of Liberty. Um, oh, that's really cool. Bulldozers, sky, indoor skydiving, like Colorado Rip, you name it. I've done everything. And it's like, I'm struggling now because nothing really excites me. Yeah. And it's not even a money thing. It's like, I've done it all. I'm like, what, what's next? Do yeah. I need a, I haven't skydived yet. Is that what it's gonna take to get yeah, that? Yeah, right. And I, I hate saying it aloud, but that's the way I feel. Nothing is really like. Really charging you. Yeah, like the, I love doing this. I love doing this. I love picking people's brains. I love having good conversations. Yeah. Cause it's so hard to have a conversation if someone's not making excuses, pointing the finger. Hey, it's my, it's my parents' fault I'm overweight. Oh yeah. That's why I love yeah. having these conversations yeah. with people who I inspire, who I want to be like. But as far as like finding things, I yeah. really struggle with it. Yeah, no, it's yeah. tough. Like right now I'm getting my private pilot's license. It, that's so a that's, cool thing, right? So, yeah, so that's pretty wild. That's, that's super yeah. cool. That's what I yeah. thought maybe a helicopter yeah. pilot or. Yeah, I've skydived over 15 times. So, I mean, That's so you, one I don't feel like ever will ever disappear. So that maybe I need to do it. Super used to it. Yeah. Yeah, I just don't think it would. I mean, still, I haven't been up probably for at least a year. 
and going up in the plane every time my heart's just running till you get to that edge and just jump off. Maybe that's now I'll tell you what, as I get older, it is in the back of my head and having more success, I'm like, what if this is that one time? Oh, is this worth it? <laughs> all that work. <laughs> yeah. All that work for that little yeah, bit of excitement. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> um, okay. So talk to me about different businesses that you've got. Okay. I know you're in yeah. dabbling in a lot. Yeah, my hands are in a bit. Majority <laughs> what, like, of them are all real estate related. So you started with one. real estate though, right? Yeah, real estate was the one. Okay. So as far as building the real estate company, um, so in intertwined with that, I do have a coaching company as well. So we're Is that also, for realty? Or? Yeah. So how it started as I was selling the coaching program to people across the United States. So people I wanted to learn what I was doing, you know, how do I be a Johnny Richardson, how do you shark real estate, whatever it might be. So once we developed into our current model, the real model, what I actually did is people within our network of agents across US, I give them the product for free. Okay. So I give that to them. So this way I'm helping them grow, educate themselves. Gotcha. So I use that more as a value add. So the real estate, I'm out there as far as more helping the agents. Do I still go in a house? Yeah, very seldom, but I'll go into a house. Okay. So my main priority is helping them. Uh, secondly- do you, Just quietly, do you, do you get a commission off when they sell? Is yeah. that, okay, so that's how you're making yeah. your money. Yep, correct. And you're you're leveraging yourself because selling one house at a time is only making X amount. I mean, you know, there's only so much time in a day if you wanna do something gotcha. big in real estate. When did, you, when did you learn that, that you're like, hey, to make more money, I'm gonna have to start leveraging my time? I learned that probably after my year and a half. Oh, so, so I you picked up pretty I early. picked up, but it was built, destroyed, built, destroyed, built, destroyed. This round here over the last, call it two years, is where I'm watching it. You know how Facebook's always like memory, memory, one year ago. It's crazy because when you're in the middle of it, you're like, man, this is taking a while or you know, it seems like it's forever. Mm. But you look, you're like, whoa, that was a year ago. And you look at where you were, the size of the operation is mm. dramatic now. That's it's cool. unbelievable looking at them. So I love it when those things pop up. Yeah, I do too, actually. Yeah, yeah. it's pretty neat. It reminds you of, you know, it's like, man, this is a lot, this is a lot of work. You did it, you had a huge achievement over the last mm. 12 months. That's cool. So the more people you help, the more sales going out, the more money you're making mm -hmm. overall. Yeah. Okay, and then touch back on, then also we have a, a JV title company as well. So we have a JV title company. Every transaction here in the state of Nevada, I say state of Nevada because some are lawyer states. So here, once that uh, transaction closes out, well, as it's closing out, closes out with title, with title insurance and escrow and so on and so forth. So it makes sense removing a lot of houses why wouldn't we have a partnership into a title company? Okay. So it's myself and several other partners out here. We own 51% of the title company. And which is great, not just owning it, making money, but now we control decisions as well. And what's most important to us is customer satisfaction. How are we taking care of our clients? How are we working with title to help our agents and have smooth transactions? Okay, gotcha. You know, versus an outside company, they're calling the shots. It is what it is. You're not okay. gonna have to say so. Gotcha. Yeah. And then what are you doing as far as um, you like buying real estate, uh, holding yourself? Are you doing uh, multifamily? Are you doing single homes? Not as much multifamily. We do do multifamily deals, but then we have a wholesale department as well. We'll go multiple ways with the wholesale department. We're buying off market properties. We might do something as far as with an investor on that property. We may buy and turn it out r real quick. The only thing that we really don't do is we don't do flips. 
Okay. I've just never been a big fan of flips. I don't want to run out there with a construction crew and chase them down for the next month and a half when Sammy went out drinking all weekend and doesn't yeah, show yeah. up to work. Okay. I just don't feel like dealing with that. So, so but it's multiple different mm -hmm. things depending yeah. on what fits at the time. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, decide what direction that deal is going to be best placed. Gotcha. And what what is the goal of that? Is it just to develop as much passive income as as possible? Oh, like, what are you trying to do with this? Originally, when I jumped into it, I said, you know, I want to generate another stream of income, period, across the board. Because okay. some deals were in and out of. And, you know, you make a fair amount of money on those deals. But that's that, right? As far as that. Now, there's another side of it as well. You think about the housing market that's happened over the last two years. It's gone up like crazy. Yeah. So where's affordable housing? There's not as much. Yeah. So what else we do on that department is we also look for manufactured homes, real properties. So we'll buy those homes. What we do is we use third-party financing where we can take those homes, put a little bit of, they normally need a little bit of paint or carpet, something small, I don't want a big job. And then at that point, we do a rent to own option. So we'll do rent, rent, to, own rent, rent to own option and we'll have third party handle the paperwork, they handle the note, and now you created affordable living for somebody that couldn't get into a $400,000 house. Gotcha. We will offer something for two fifty dollars with 10% down or 20% down, depending whatever works for that client. That's huge, right? That's mm -hmm. crazy. Yeah. Is that a popular thing? Or is that something that- I learned that through one of my mentors. That's something he's doing 17 markets across the United States and gotcha. just crushes it. And how's he, what's he making, how's he making money on that? Just so if the interest he puts on the, on the yeah, home? Yeah, so when it, depending where you buy these things at, so let's say you sell it for two fifty, for example, you may have picked this thing up for 60 grand. Gotcha. So you're, yeah. you're giving them a way of actually acquiring a house. Correct. Yeah, the average house in Australia right now is uh, half a million dollars. Yeah. And the same, pretty much no Australians going to be able to afford to buy a house. So there you go. So maybe it's perfect something case. Perfect. Same thing. Yeah. We're 499 right here in Vegas right now. And just, really? yeah, almost That's insane, two it? years ago, we were 320. Mm, and before that, it was like. I know, it's crazy. Yeah, that's insane. I remember the first house I bought in Vegas in 2013. That house was 175. I added an addition to it. And I mean, it's ridiculous. I, that's That house is long gone now. I wish it would have held it longer, but it is what it yeah. is. You know, that happens. But when I went ahead and sold, I remember selling that house and I got into real estate in 2017, but made 150 grand on that house. You yeah. know what I mean? You, you, you buy real estate right. It's all about when you purchase just purchasing it at the right price. Gotcha. Most people think it's on the exit you make the money. It's really at, at the beginning where you make the money. Buying it on discount. Correct. Gotcha. Yeah, and that's the same as um, stocks and shares, right? That's yep. the same thing. Like, yeah, if you're buying in right time. Yeah, I mean, you're, you're buying at a good. discount. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Are you um you big on, is it the, uh, what is it, the 10, the, uh, what's the tax, the tax break Grant talks about a lot, the, um, Oh, where if you sell it and you reinvest it back in a certain time, you know. Oh, you're talking about a 1031 exchange. 1031 exchange. You do that a lot as yeah. well? Yeah, I do 1031 exchanges. That's a good way to go. Do you do that with all your properties as well? Just not all this? of them because it really depends on what we're doing with it. Okay. We're turning it quick. It's not a big deal. There's other avenues you can use, self-directed IRAs. Self-directed IRA, you could open one of those up and you could do four to five transactions, pump it into self-directed IRA and skip right around because it's viewed as a retirement vehicle, not an investment vehicle. Now, if you go over that five, you're hitting six or seven, 
Now you're gonna have the eyes of the IRS on you and they'd be like, what's going on here? Okay. So staying under grid, so there's multiple avenues with it. But putting your time in and spending money on invest on education is what allows you to learn That same mastermind stuff, right? I learned that stuff from, yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Talk to me about your self-education. Like, uh, what got you into reading? What, like, obviously you mentioned your first book, but was that just, hey, I, you just put your head down and never look back? Once you no, got that I book. definitely acquired it throughout the years. And anytime I found myself off pace, that's the one thing I go back to. I'm like, I'm not reading enough. I fell off of it. It's so true, right? It is. I'm like, so you're true. not, because think about it. You know, you work out, you like, you want to make sure you're just talking about intermittent fasting. You know, somebody that's maybe not intermittent fasting, but they have a clean diet. They're feeding their body the right nutrients. I believe our mind's the same exact way. You're gonna operate how you feed your mind. Yeah. So are you feeding it something productive, something that you're gonna be able to learn from, grow from, whatever, learn a new tool from, the list goes on. Or are you just sitting back looking at comic books? Cause that's only gonna give you one thing. Yeah, you know? that's it's so true. The more you focus on that, the more you find yourself. It's like what you think about is what you become and what you exactly. read is. No, it is, you will adapt it. And if you read yeah. enough, it'll happen almost on autopilot you'll start picking up these like somebody you spend time with, you're going to start picking up their good habits and bad habits. If you're reading this book every day, you're going to start applying that knowledge and you are going to adjust the level of person you are in your career. I love that. I, there's two things that come to mind. It's like you stick your hand in the honey pot, eventually something's going to stick. Yeah. You read enough books, you read yeah. enough, you get enough education. Eventually you start to it's act It's really that way. simple. I think people look at it as far as take a book this big, three, 400 pages, whatever. And they, they're looking, oh man, this is gonna be so long. I keep it simple. I read 10 pages a day minimal. Okay. Now, if I'm super awake at nighttime, then I'll go back to another 10 or 20. But yep. every day when I wake up, I'm reading 10 pages. So you're just on 10 pages a day. If you do 10 pages a day, you'll do minimum one book a month. The average awesome. American reads less than one book a, a year. year. So yeah. you could do 12 in a year just from 10 pages a day. Love that. So and if then you, the average CEO yeah. reads 60 books a year. Yeah. So think yeah. about it, if you speed it up to 40 pages, I mean, that's gonna be four books a month. Mm. When I'm on my game, I'm reading four books a month. On average, it's between one and two. Love that. Do you, uh, you ever do audio books? I do. Now, oh. I got away from them a little bit. One of my uh, mentors had said, you know, do paperback, you absorb it different. So what I'll normally do, I'll do minimum one paperback a month, and then I'll do audibles. Okay. But I make sure I don't do just audibles, because I'll notice, you know, it's so easy with audibles. You're in the car, you're here, and you're still getting distracted. You don't grab everything. Yeah. So there's been times That's interesting. where, yeah, I'm doing an audible, but there's times where I do the same exact book on a paperback. Gotcha, and that's probably really good to do. It is. So I do audible, but I find I my focus is very, very on point when I'm doing audible. When I'm in yeah. the car, I'm at the gym, I, I, like, I'm learning guitar and I never listen to music because yeah. music doesn't help my education. It gets you have to adjust it. I remember a time when I was in the gym, if I didn't listen to music, I couldn't work out. Mm. Then I would listen to an audible in the gym and I was like, oh, this is kind of weird. But then you get adapted to it. Now I don't even listen to music in the gym. No, it's it's got to no. be a book or it's yeah. got to be a podcast. It's yeah. got to be something I'm learning. If yeah. it's not, it's, I'm not listening to it. Exactly. Love that. And just putting a hundred grand into self-education. Mm -hmm. So what, what are you doing? Like, how, where do you know to where to put that money? So it's got a lot of be now these mentors you work with or influencers, whoever it might be, they haven't gotten cheaper throughout the years. They've gotten more expensive. Yeah, absolutely. So it's not hard to do if you're you know seeking the right places. And somebody asked me, he's like, how do I find the right one? I said, what I've always done is 
whoever I'm working with or mentoring with, I want to know who is that person's mentor, who got them to where they're I at. I like that. Because I'm working to get where they are. I don't want to learn what just they learned. Now, I'm going to ask questions, but who te- taught you and mm. who took you to this level? Like There's that. one I had last year. So it was a 20-minute call over the phone once a week. That call costed me $1,000 okay. every single week. Now, that's a couple different things it's going to do for you. It's going to hold you accountable. That's a nice chunk of money that you're spending. So you're going to take it very serious. Think about it. If I had that same call and it was a free call, yeah. most people are like, oh, yeah, good. You I know. 100% agree. Yeah, you know. Even someone comes to me for weight loss advice, I'm like, this is what you pay. If you're not willing to pay, you're not taking it serious. Yeah. And you know, I don't see the point of wasting my time. Yeah, exactly. It's not about the money. I had another guy on here recently, and he does um, business consultations, charges $600 per hour. But he gives the money back if they actually take action. Oh, really? Yeah. So if you actually listen to what he's got to say and you put it into action, he'll give you the money back because he doesn't need the money. He just wants to see take some damn steps towards what he told you. Does he tell you that in the beginning that he'll give it back or he tells you I don't think so. I think it's just like a little thing he throws in. That's pretty impressive. Mm, Interesting, right? It is. He's in a whole different industry, but I like that. I was like, Yeah, that's really good. Because what... ah, There's my favorite quote is, to read and not to do is really not to read. To know and not to do is really not to know. And everyone says like knowledge is power, but applied knowledge is Correct. power. Yeah, There's no point in knowing something unless you apply it. Everyone yeah. knows how to lose weight. Everyone knows how to be healthy. Everyone knows how to save money, but how many of us are actually doing it? Yeah. And that's the difference. Yeah, it's a big difference. Can you make it important enough where you're actually gonna take action? And I love that you're saying that you're willing to spend good money because that's gonna even make someone as serious as you take it even more serious. Oh yeah, definitely. Mm. Yeah. Love that. Yeah. And then I saw you went to a Grant Cardone thing recently. Not, um, I've been to uh, several of his 10Xs. So I was in one in Miami. I was at one out here. Um, I'm trying to think what you might have seen me at, at a recent event. Mm, there was one I was at with Ed Milet, and that was in California. It was a more intimate event. Okay. That was probably about a month and a half-ish ago. So I did end up doing that event there. Now I'll be speaking at an event on the 27th of this month, September. And then um, that's a smaller uh, that's smaller event that we're putting on, and then another one on the fourth. But in between those, it's going to be the second or the third and the fourth. I'll speak at that one at a much bigger volume. It's going to be five thousand plus. That's awesome. So I've said for years, I'm like, I want to put on an event. I want to do something and just spread thin, doing everything in business. Never took the time, but now I'm just pressing it with doing more of them. All right. Let's talk sales. What okay. Makes, what makes a good salesman? What makes you a good salesman? Good listener. God gave us good two listener. ears and one mouth. For a reason. Yep, Seven habits, highly effective people. Yeah, it's the truth. Too many people, they think a good salesperson is information. They information overload somebody. Mm, okay. Take it some as simple as cars. Woman walks in, she wants a convertible. And then she she comes over, talks to the gentleman. Let me tell you about this convertible. It's amazing. Let me show you the safety mechanism. Let me tell you about the leaders. Let me tell you about how fast. She only cared about one thing, the convertible. And then she gets thrown up on. She's almost discouraged at that point because you won't even get to it. It's like, you want a convertible? Perfect. All right. Well, what's so special about the convertible? I want something red, something easy to drive, whatever it might be. So listening, digging deeper. Yeah. Ask more questions. Gotcha. Yeah. People don't ask. It seems so simple, right? It does. It's the crazy. If you do bring it back as something as simple as a relationship, if you go to take a girl out there and go out to dinner and you're spitting down her throat saying, I'm so awesome, da, 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 da. 
She's like, man, this guy's an idiot. But it's, mm. if you're like, hey, well, let me ask you a question. What's important to you? Well, why is that important? You know, what are you looking to get out of that? And you're digging in deep with questions really sin sincerely. Sincerely into, being the word, right? Yeah. yeah. Getting to know this person. Well, guess what? The magic's going to happen. You know, you end up with a kiss or whatever it is that night, whatever you your intentions are. What about like relating to what she what she's saying? I, I don't mean she, but I mean the, yeah. the customer's saying. Yeah, no, right. people want to do business with people they have something in common with, they know, they like, they trust. Yeah, that's why I come So you want to find something relatable. I'll take the agents out. So my agents, as they come in, I'm, my niche is training new agents. So I'll take them in the field one time when it comes to a listing. My coaches take them in the field when it does it's for buyers. Yeah. And I find something every time. We're inside a house recently. Lady had a bunch of parrot statues. I own, I had parrots five plus years ago, yellow-headed Amazon and Ecolictus. And I got these videos with them singing and everything. And people that like parrots really love parrots. So you just get on that same page with them and everything else is easy. You've got report, you yeah, trust. You yeah. are, they're buying into it. So if they're into cars, I was a body man by trade. I built a 69 Chevelle. I had a fast Mustang. I used to race in Philadelphia. I'm talking about cars, whatever it might be, there's something there with everybody, regardless age, where they came from, there's always something you can find. That's interesting. Yeah. So, And then what else kind of like you're listening, you're asking the right questions, you're building rapport. What else kind of is important? Well, when you're building that rapport and building that trust, you have them buying into you, you're selling yourself at that point. At the end of it, it's knowing your product, you know, at so you've got their trust, you got them in position, they're in the driver's seat. Now, why is it important for them to make that decision and when do they want to make the decision? Okay. And, and so you know when they want to do it and you want to know why they want to do it. So if you know your product well enough and you can point out, all right, this is the reason why this is going to work for you. This is the reason why you should do this right now. It's game over at that point. How do you work around the hurdles? Uh, I've got to talk to my partner or um, like, I'll get back to you or what, what's the next, what, how do you approach that? It's isolating the objection every time. So if somebody says they come in for anything, come into a store looking at a watch and they're like, you know what? I'm gonna have to go home and talk to my wife. I love the watch. Well, let me ask you a question. If your wife was here right now, she said, honey, use the credit card. Would you buy it right now? Because people are always set up for that one objection and if it's not a real one, they don't have a backup. It's like it's like when you're reading a book right now, listen to you. I yeah, love really? It. Love it. Because <laughs> I read a lot of sales books and yeah. it's literally word for word. Yeah. Can, I love it. You can tell you put the time in. Yeah. That's yeah. insane. Because yeah, one objection at a time, knocking yeah. them off. Yeah, definitely. Gotcha. Nobody has the backup. Nobody how, how do you know someone really can afford it? Like how do you, the process illumination, knowing whether you're, you got the right person in front of you, I guess, being the question. Well, it comes down to qualifying somebody in any sales career. You you know what to do to qualify people. In real estate, we're having a conversation with somebody and they're like, well, you know, I just started this job a month ago. Okay, well, what happened to the previous? Well, I was laid off for six months. Okay, ding, ding, ding. Okay, We so may have, have some red flags here. Okay. Okay, so let me address that. What was your plan? Were you planning on applying for a loan now or are you sitting on a lot of cash no way i'm not even ready well you just got to it quickly okay gotcha now you know. so okay so pre-screening be the most important thing to set you up for when you are yeah that's very for interesting. any product you should without being offensive 
I think some people they get in sales and they'll come off very dry. Do you have the money for this? I hear weird things out of people's mouths. I'm like, who taught you to talk like that? Like, that's not what you do to people. You ask them stuff in a gently, gentle manner, mm. you know, whatever it might be. This person, or you may have signed them up, sized them up from their appearance, and they had a family member at past collected a bunch of life insurance money, and they're good to go. Yeah. You know okay. What, I mean? what What makes you you? What makes you you? Like, what makes you such a stand up, solid person? I don't mean like size wise. No, I, I mean like mean. yeah. Well, I'll tell you a little bit more. I have these conversations with my mom just when I visited home. I was a quiet kid. They really, I mean, I got picked on and I was made fun of. The list went on and yeah. on. And it was going into the ninth grade, I had decided I wanted to stand out. So now, like any room that I walk into, I want to make sure I'm heard over everybody else. Okay. So one is, I'm going to ask questions. I'm not going to be afraid. Most people are afraid to ask questions. They really are. They? They're afraid they're going to feel stupid. I'm like, Oh, let me ask a question. Let me ask a question. What happens? You go to an event and do something like that. The next event, they're like, oh, you're that guy. You're that Plus guy. Plus you stand out. Yeah, yeah, you end up standing out. I do the same thing. So yeah, I'm, I'm there to seek information. I may have paid whatever amount of money to attend You did it to learn, so ask yeah. the questions, right? Yeah, what the heck? You just yeah. gotta sit there and good, go home, close your book. And the reason being that worry what someone's gonna think of them or whatever it is. Yeah. Gotcha. So that's that's a big part of what you do. No, it is. It's it's developed throughout the years and getting better and better with and it. reading, growing, and and constantly improving yourself. Right. Exactly. Gotcha. And showing up, and do, doing all your reading, your education, self development. Showing now up. you're bringing in something of value when you talk to people. Mm. You know, I've been in front of people that are just ginormous in business, and then they'll start asking you questions. They're like, "That's interesting." You know, how'd you learn that, or how are you doing that? Mm. You know, I like to add that to my business that's awesome well if you don't start opening those doors that's never going to happen do you uh do you get intimidated around the bigger people or you've learned to like how, i've, adju you get past I've that? adjusted but there's still moments they are it's like holy smokes mm. this is but i'm still going to ask the questions i'm like if I, somebody thinks i sound stupid i don't care i just want my answer mm. i could care less but yeah there's definitely still moments where it's the first time in front of whoever and I'm like, holy smokes, where I go with this? Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. that's crazy. And so I never, and that that nervousness never disappears. It's your effectiveness to control it is what gets better. I like how you say that. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Just a like lot. a muscle at the gym. Yeah, it's like if you're pumping it, you're gonna get stronger. You can lift heavier. Everything. It's a muscle like anything else. You, the more you do it, it's like being on camera, right? Yeah. The more you do it, like you and I on camera a lot. And yeah. To where we good at when we started? Yeah. No. Hell no. I go back to some of those old videos. It's cringy. And, and even what I'm doing today, I know it's gonna be cringy in a year or ten's time. Yeah. But but yeah. I'm doing They're it. They're always getting better. They are. One thing I can, um, one thing I admire about you is your social media presence. Thank you. Um, where do you get that from? What makes you do it? How do you, how do you get started? How do you keep it consistent? And I know you're a very busy guy. So, how, how do you do it? So, as far as getting consistent, you're 100% right. That's one thing I learned you had to do. So, back it's really hard, right? Yeah. When I was doing my own just telephone things, I still do those on my stories. But um, just everything that was posting, I set time every morning when I got up. If I had to hit the road by 5.30 a.m., I was up at 4.30. And I was sitting at my desk, getting it all ready, getting it ready, getting it ready. Now, as my career has gone on and, like you said, getting busy, 
I have multiple videographers. They're all for a different type of job. Started outsourcing. Yep, yeah, exactly. So they'll come in. Delegating outsourcing. Exactly. Gotcha. So, Freeing up your time because your time's more important than doing damn posts. Yeah, exactly. But you had to start by doing the damn posts. Oh, you yourself. have to. Yeah, you, you have to start someplace. As long as you start, that's the most important thing. Most people are afraid to get started. And when I started, if I blurped on a camera or whatever else, I posted it. I'm like, I don't want a perfected video. Perfection is paralysis, right? Yeah, exactly. I feel like so many yeah. people are like, nothing's perfect. Nobody no, cares. No. My spelling sucks. Yeah. Has it ever affected anything I do? Never. There you go. Use Grammarly. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. mean, and if one person is going to pick on me for my spelling or my grammar, I'm like, yeah. They're not getting the it's point like of what whatever. I'm trying to do anyway. Yeah, exactly. You're always, you're always going to get those haters. You're always going to get those people looking for the wrong thing. Yeah. Um, so what being online, being present, what do you get out of that? Why are you doing it? What, what's the reason behind it? Well, when I started on more of the real estate showing houses, market updates, that built 50% of my business. Did it really? Did. Just by being present. Just be by present. And then I wasn't spending any money. I wasn't boosting. I wasn't putting ads in. That's crazy. I didn't do any so of it. something that took a little bit of time that was for free, mm -hmm. doubled your income. It did. That's. It's crazy. I cannot I cannot tell people that enough. I preach that all day every day. Yeah. You took action. Oh yeah. You won't worry about the way you look, the way you sounded, but you yeah. picked up your damn phone and you took action and it's it true. made a significant difference to your business. Oh, huge, huge difference. And now you can afford to outsource to pay other people to do that. Yeah. Love Def that. I absolutely love that. I appreciate that. That's so cool though, right? <laughs> it it's is. so cool. I, I tell people all the time when agents come in and they do a little bit or they do none. I'm like, you have no idea how many eyeballs are on there. They say between the hours of seven and nine o'clock on Facebook, there's more eyes on that platform than there are uh, people attending the Super Bowl. That's Is it, and people pay how much money to advertise the Super Bowl? And it, Do it for free. And it's free. Yeah. It just takes a little bit of time. Yeah, exactly. The average person's on the phone three to six hours a day. I believe it. And you and I aren't flicking through social media, looking at other people's stuff. We're too busy creating our own content, yeah. right? You're either consumer or producer on social media. Yeah, and I'm creating and I never consume because I honestly, I got better things to do. Yeah. And no disrespect to anyone who does that, but I'm trying to build something and to build something you got to create. Yeah. If you sit there and consume, you're not getting anything out of it. No, it's uh, that's I love. I just love what you do, and I love the fact that you're doing it, <laughs> and it's working. Yeah, exactly. How did it take to see the difference? Probably, I mean, it doesn't happen overnight, right? No, but I started seeing it slowly in the beginning of my career trickle in after about 90 days of consistency so 90 days consistency yep exactly i'd start getting a deal and then another one and then i get another phone call and i get another phone call and that wasn't always just a deal it was hey i'm thinking about it in the future but i want to ask your advice because you seem really into this you build credibility right yes you do you top of mind being yep. the first thing like we mentioned like twenty thousand agents in town exactly you're now top How do you of mind separate yourself yeah you're now top of mind over those twenty thousand, and they're also building credibility and you're providing value you're helping other people you're educating other people so therefore people are more likely to go to you exactly if you're sales 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 yeah they're not going to want to borrow no you, right? it isn't you know, when you you put your sales in there a little bit, Gary V says- Jab, you know, jab, jab, right hook, right? Yeah, exactly. You want to give them a little bit of fun, a little yeah. bit of entertainment, whatever it might be. Now, going fast forward where my social is now, everything's on the education side for other realtors and business owners. I'm constantly giving out as far as opening my playbook, saying, hey, this is why I use for this. This is why I recommend a lot of 
motivational type videos as well on top of it. Gotcha. And then I'll have my guy send out that'll float in throughout the week. And those are the uh, videos I'll go out and say, hey, you want a job in real estate? Contact me, contact okay, me. Okay, gotcha. So I'm not flooding with that every day, but they filter in and they're already watching due to want to get motivated, want to learn a new tip, want to learn some sort of new product that's new to real estate, whatever it might be. So you, you consistently be mixing it up. Yeah. Yeah. Do you feel like you can do too much? Like uh, Grant Cardone is pretty, yeah, pretty nuts. I remember like when I, I, now I feel like when, or I remember when I was, it was 2014, I was watching him on Facebook and he had said, somebody was doing an interview, he goes, I'm gonna jam down fa Facebook and social media so hard that people are gonna be sick of me. And he did it, He's he overposted. Now a friend of mine that teaches car salesmen in California, so he had worked with Grant Cardone back in the transition of his career, back when he was getting big into social. Yeah. And at that time, it was like Grant's family member or in-laws, one of those, ran into the living room, said, we figured it out, how many posts we have to do a day? And it was 37. So they were at one point, I don't know where they're at now, but they're doing 37 posts per day. I mean, that's a big commitment, but look at him, he made it work. Mm. There's not too many people who don't know who he is. No, whether into real estate or oh, not. Yeah, yeah he's, he's a household name. Yeah, yeah that's that's fascinating. It's it's really nice to talk to someone who's who's doing it the same as I am, because yeah. it's very rare to find these people. Yeah. And everyone's making excuses, everyone, oh, yeah, you yeah. see it. Yeah, exactly. Gotcha. Um, so what's what's the goal next? Like you've got these businesses, uh, you're helping other people, you're putting in money and you're growing. Yeah. Where, where do you go from here? Like, uh, As far as right now, going into Q1 of next year, 2023, is to have 50 agents right here in our local market. How many you got uh, currently? Uh, we're up around 20 right now. Okay, so that's a big goal then. Mm -hmm. It gotcha. is. Gotcha. So that's gonna be 50 here local, 500 on the national side. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I have that just not, obviously there's money that's tied to it, but that's not the way I view it. I'm like if I can go ahead and position these realtors, they're coming into the business, I'm great at training brand new guys. I do take veterans and so on and so forth, but my niche is new people. Okay, So and have like an empty glass. Yeah, yeah, mm. exactly. People come in with old habits, call it for what it is. I see it all yeah, the time. Yeah, I remember reading that in the yeah, book. It's like. tough. I mean, I have some, one of our top performers, she came in with a year plus and was, let's go ahead and give it a shot. And she did amazing. She was okay. coachable, showed up, and that's what it takes. Do you have good work ethic? Are you coachable? We're gonna be able to train and develop you. Because my goal with these 50 as they come in, I wanna put people in position where they're coming in, they're making a quarter million dollars a year minimum in real estate. I don't want the guys coming in, they're like making 30, kind of like whatever. I want people that are coming in, wanna do something bigger, better, take themselves to the next level and provide for their families and their kids. And then you're leading by example, exactly. which is huge, right? Yep. Yeah, it's very hard to tell someone to do something if you're not doing it yourself. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah. It, that, that would never make sense. That's like going to your gym trainer and he's Fat showing up trainer. and he's yeah. smoking a cigarette, drinking a bottle of vodka. Yeah. Let's get it going, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, who the heck is this guy? I like that. <laughs> um, what else, what other goals have you got? So is that is that the number one goal next year? Have you I got mean, other that's goals? Where, that's where other my businesses. Yeah, that's where my focus is. Besides that, what we're doing right now is we're also putting together an insurance company as well. That'd be another JV model okay. add into the business and also mortgages as well. Okay. So on the business side of everything, and I'll be transparent. I'm really good at setting 
business goals and taking myself to the next level, one of my coaches, he had told me, he said, Johnny, you gotta figure this out because you are great at this, but you're bad at celebration. He goes, when it comes to you and taking care of your personal life and like taking a break, my problem is work is a hobby for me. I love every bit of it. So I don't go to the office and dread it. I go mm. to the office excited. I'm like, let's which is, go. Which is everything, right? Yeah, it is. 80% of us hate what we do for a living. And yeah. that's why we just clock in, clock out. Yeah, so I yeah. am creating a 12 month calendar of rolling 12 months. And that's actually gonna force me to take uh, extra trips. And it'll be once a month going away for a weekend, just in New Jersey. Uh, then every quarter going away for a bigger trip, four or five days, whatever it might be. Just to get away. Just to get away. Yeah. I mean, that's, okay. That's throughout the year. That's probably a harder commitment than it is to get the 58. It is. <laughs> I mean, he broke Isn't that right? This. Yeah, he does amazing. I mean, he's just mm. crushes it. He's in 17 markets and wholesale and retail and real estate teams, you name it, he's got a lot. And he goes, let me tell you, I put this calendar together, nobody can get near it. Because if they want me on a Saturday, I don't care what it is, it's not gonna happen if I have that booked with my family. Okay. And that's why I'm working at doing a better job with. I yeah. like that. Cause it's, I, there was a time when I get away and I have anxiety, I feel bad because I'm leading by example. I believe yeah. if I'm telling people bust it, do it. Well, who the heck am I to take a trip? Well, I'm yeah. telling them to bust it and they see me in the Bahamas. Well, that's not busting it. So my my coach had brought me to reality. He's like, look, you're selling the dream and the vision, but you're showing people that, that they have to work 24 seven the rest of their life. That's a good point, isn't <laughs> you it? Know? That's a very good point. I said, yeah, I said, you got a point. He's like, people don't want that. You want that. I said, yeah. okay. So yeah, people want to work hard so they can do that. Yeah, if exactly. you're not doing that, they're like, hmm. Yeah. I guess, I guess we're never doing that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, There's a, probably a point when people come to my office, like, yeah, I'm taking, uh, the weekend off, I'm gonna go my cousin's wedding. I'm like, are you, are you serious? I'd say it joking. I'm like, it's a cousin, it's not even a brother. <laughs> like, like, why even go? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, so you're a pretty muscly fit guy. Mm -hmm. How important is that? in your life well it is super important definitely how important are you are you making it currently yeah i do as far as my workouts now are actually pretty light so i'm not like where i'd lift heavy before many years ago and everything yep. else i had an accident with my neck so i take keep it soft like in the mornings i'll go out for walks i'll ride a bike I eat healthy. I mean, I don't have to tell you diets, 90% of it at yeah, the end of the I day. Yeah, I totally agree. So yeah, I make sure I'm always doing something to go ahead and kind of keep myself together. Why is that? Yeah. What, what makes well, that I mean, important think to you? about it. It's anybody that's maybe out of shape or overweight or anything else, you know, how, what ability do they have as far as working hard, putting it in, they're gonna be tired. They really come together, don't they? They do. Yeah, like the mindset, the yeah. discipline, the habits. I feel like business and, and fitness is, it definitely it's, is. It's kind of the one thing, right? No, you, super, you agree with it's that? It's super important. And also think about if you're leading an operation, whether people find them sensitive or insensitive, everybody has an opinion as soon as they meet you. So think about leading an operation and you're up front of that room and you're super out of shape. 
large amount of that room is going to look at you like, man, this guy's like, yeah. hard to take serious. It's, you know? it's a bit of like disrespect comes from sloppiness, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. And I hate to say it, but like you yeah. said, it, it's human nature. No, it is. Definitely. And if you're, if you, even if you're not successful, but you're in shape, you, you earn a certain level of respect somehow, right? Yeah, exactly. You hold yourself high, your head's high, you're confident. It, yeah. Yeah. And I mean, it's not just about that. Your health is your wealth. Yep. And no money's going to get your health back. But yeah, it's nice to see someone who, who takes it serious. Yeah. What, how, like, you're a bigger guy. How'd you, how'd you get the size and stuff? Have you just been lifting for a long time or? Yeah. Throughout, when I was a kid, I was small up until like, um, probably 19. And then 19, I just ended up growing. I did. I was in the gym more and everything else. Yeah. I wrestled in school, but while I was oh, wrestling, did, did, yeah. I was cutting weight constantly. So I never got huge or yeah. anything like that. But as I got into my 20s and 30s, I was always lifting on a regular basis. Gotcha. I've been super good at maintaining now because I don't lift nearly as heavy as I used to. But you don't need to. Yeah. Mm -mm. It's once you learn your body and you do it consistent. It's consistency. Yeah, it's correct. like, you, you know it well. Yeah. And like you said, your diet is everything anyway. It and is. the better you eat, the healthier you are, the more energy you got, the better you function, the better the clarity. It's exactly. just like the win, 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 win. Yeah, you feel great all the way around. Mm. Yeah, definitely. And then you're sleeping better, you're more productive. Yeah, well, sleeping better, I haven't mastered that yet. Yeah. Is that you can't, you have trouble switching off? Oh, yeah. Do you really? Time. Yeah, it's been that way forever. I've gone through moments where I've gotten better, but now I've been on such a push, I'm back to it. I go to bed between 11 to midnight, and I'm on autopilot waking up every day at 4.30. Oh, you really? I've, the, I don't even make sleep. it to the alarm now. Wow. And I've been told for years and years and years. But I also watched this study, watched it with a friend of mine. She showed me. And this gentleman had said everybody has an internal clock. So whether, let's call yours six hours. So if you go to bed at 10, you're going to wake up at 4. Yep. If you go to bed at 8, you're going to wake up at 2. So me, what I found, mine is four and a half-ish to five hours. So there's times where I was like, got home. I said, you know what? I'm going to go to bed early. I'm going to get more sleep. When I go to bed early, got end up lucky with it early night at eight o'clock. I jump in bed. I'm up at two o'clock in the morning. I'm mm. looking around like, what the heck do I do? And that's causing you more problems. Oh, yeah. yeah so I was like, well, that's crazy. I'm like, now I'm up at two. Man, I just, I, I knock out a lot of work and get a lot done. But when you do that, then you really start messing with yeah. your body. Because then, if getting adjusted to that at one point, I'd be out to dinner with a group on a Friday at 8, 8 p.m. And I'd be passing out that table. Really or like, Johnny, it's eight. <laughs> like, no, it's bedtime. Yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> what, um, I feel like you're a man of a lot of good discipline and a lot of good habits. What are, what are some of your habits and how do you develop those habits? goes back to consistency developing them just like anything out there you know why, number one why wake up every day so i wake up every day now what first thing i'm going to do is read so i get up and read i write out my affirmations every day what, what's your affirmations so it's what, going to be what i'm grateful for that day it's different every day God, love it how many do you write down have you got there's a, two that you do every day also how long have you done that for three years plus has that made a big difference in your life yeah it does really yeah, you hear Tony Robbins talk about it mm. a lot, so picture it. When you wake up, let's say you spill coffee, you run into the car, somebody blocks the driveway or wherever you're parked, you're getting mad, 
you're Russian. So far it's been negative, negative, negative. And now that bleeds into the rest of the day. So you wake up with something positive. I'm grateful to be alive. I'm grateful to be living in here in Vegas and have another amazing day. Sitting at a car. Yeah. Going to a job. Exactly. Coming from a house. I mean, and think about it. How many people wake didn't wake up? How many people woke up and found they had cancer? How many people mm. woke up and they don't have legs? I mean, quite a few people. Or a 40-year-old man like us living in a different country. Yeah. Our life could be completely So shit. there you go. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, and then I'll write down, I'm committed to 100%. So I can admit to myself that day that I'm giving 100%, whatever it takes. And then, you write that down? Mm -hmm, I do. Because it does something different when you write it down. It definitely Yeah, just does. like having goals, writing down, opposed to just yep. having a... You write yeah. it down daily. And yeah, every day I'm going to write this down, write down what I'm grateful for, committing to myself. I'm going to read my 10 pages. I'm gonna get, I'm gonna get my body going of some nature and do some sort of workout or walk. So you don't exercise in the morning. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, definitely. Love it. What other habits have you got that you do on a consistent basis? Are they, were they the kind of staple? Or that's you got that's the staple. That's how I start off my day. Yeah. Besides that, that's I, amazing. I have this. Thank you. I have this five by five gold digger that I've done for years. I developed it for real estate agents that couldn't control their schedule. So every day in my office now, up on a whiteboard when I get there. Everything I have to get done that's a meeting, a task that I need to handle gets written on one side. The right side is money-making activities. What activities are being completed today that I'm going to be uh, getting a commission check with? How am I producing actual cash flow with? And these get written up so that every day when I come in, I have a list. I have this grocery list. This has got to be checked off. Now, this does several things. One. It keeps you on point because your day can slip away like that. You get yeah. pulled off for here, this, that, this, that. And if you're not tracking what needs to be done, you're going to fall off. But as I'm doing them and I'm on the phone taking meetings, I'm scratching each one off. And the reason why is the subconscious mind has no idea if it just won big or if it won small. It just knows if it wins. And what you're telling your subconscious mind as you scratch one of these items, I've just won. I've just won. Now take a single real estate agent or somebody in my operation as they're doing this, somebody might have a bad call. Somebody might have had a bad experience. Customer didn't show, it was negative. But as you're going through the rest of your items, I'm winning, I'm winning, I'm winning. Your program in your mind, you're a winner. And those other items that were negative that may have happened, no longer are gonna mess up the rest love of your that. day. Love that, love that. That's pretty crazy. Yeah, I developed it. I really. There's some uh, mentors I worked with that came up with a million dollar morning and all sorts of You just made pieces. it your own, right? I, I did. I took mm. pieces of each of them and I put it all into one. Love that. Yeah. How do you keep your, what's your diet like and how do you keep your diet on point being so busy and so pulled from so many different ways? Well, now I'm in the office quite a bit, so it's easy to keep it there. But yeah. But are you cooking? Are you taking food? Are I do a combination. So one week I'll do foodie fit. Foodie fit. I like food delivered. delivered. Okay, I was going to ask you. I, yeah. I figured you might do something like yeah, that. Yeah, I'll do that. A friend of mine that lives in uh, my uh, building, so she'll meal prep on Sundays. So some day, some weekends, I'll go out and get a bunch of food, and I'll go over to her side because I'm in the West Tower. She's in the East Tower, so I'll go over there, and then we'll meal prep on the grills. Okay. Depends on my week. If I got crazy Sunday or whatever it might be, then I'm like, oh, forget about it. And that's okay. But you've, you've got a way where you're going to succeed. Yeah. That's, that's really interesting. 
Definitely. And then uh, just finally, what's some of the big mistakes you've made and how have you kept your head high and persisted oh, through it? Because I'm there sure you go. made plenty of mistakes. Oh, yeah. What's yeah some we're stuff gonna, comes... we need a few more hours at least. <laughs> what's some stuff that comes to mind and how did you just keep pushing and failing is only failing when you give up, in my opinion. Yeah. No, 100%. And I feel like right. you kind of touched on that before. Yeah, definitely. So what, what have you been in your mistakes or failures? Uh, one of them I think about now because even now I'll, I'll I'll run into it from time to time, and I'll I, now I find out okay this is what stopped me is I didn't move fast enough. It's not taking action quick enough. Gotcha. So in real estate, that's super important. Whether you're working your own deal or somebody else's, it's all speed at the end of the day. Is that just complacency or is that just hesitating? Or I think is it's that... bottlenecking. It was bottlenecking for me. I didn't completely understand it because you're almost afraid to make a decision. A confused mind okay. doesn't know whether to go left or right. So being so confused, wouldn't I wouldn't pull the trigger quick enough. Got, okay, that, and, and that makes. Yeah. Did that come from more experience being get better at that, or yeah, and also was push, that losing deals? It. Yeah, yeah, it's a combination pushing through it because you always have that nervousness. Whatever you're doing, it could be a sport or whatever it might be. In that first couple times out on the field. You just push through the uncomfortableness. Now I've programmed myself to where I want to be uncomfortable. So I found if I get too comfortable, then nothing's happening. If I have an uncomfortable state, I'm getting stuff done. I'm growing. I'm developing. That. What makes you uncomfortable? I mean, at your point, yeah. What, what, what makes you uncomfortable? Man, it's very hard to find it. It is, now. right? It is, yeah. It yeah, is. I don't mean in an arrogant way, yeah. but when you're constantly pushing yourself out of your comfort zone, you yeah. keep adapting, you keep growing. It's almost like I look for opportunities. I can't even think of anything right now off the top of my head, but I'm faced with something like, oh, I'm gonna do that, feels uncomfortable. That's why I need to do it, let me go. If I ever had one tattoo on my body, it would be seek discomfort. Okay. Because there, I there love that. Go. I think awesome. whatever you can do to be uncomfortable, because yeah. you're not uncomfortable, you're not growing. Yeah, no, 100%. And I love that. You ever uh, done cold showers? I have. What yeah. do you think? So I, I went ahead and did uh, five minute cold showers for like four months. How'd that go for you? I mean, first month I was like, oh, this is pretty rocking. Month number two, I'm like, this kind of stinks. <laughs> and then getting through because I made a commitment on yeah, it yeah. and getting through it. Now I was just talking to myself the other day. I said, maybe I should go back and do them because they do recharge you. They make you feel great. It's yeah. great for your body, great for your immune system. But I mean, we're like, comfortable taking warm showers call yeah what it is that's i've been doing for six years and that's Have what you? I, you seem like the type of person who yeah. who is looking for a new challenge yeah definitely. so if, i think fasting and um cold showers might be your next yeah that your might next be thing yeah i see a lot of my friends they'll get those big ice buckets mm. you know what i mean and do that and they'll dunk themselves in and sit in buddy of mine did it with a straw and he like submerged himself and he's breathing oh, through the straw damn that's cool yeah yeah, yeah that's getting pretty, a bit excessive yeah, yeah a little bit right yeah but i mean yeah. if that works for you yeah definitely how um how important is your word to yourself your it seems like your word is your word right it is, you, yeah, you don't yeah. let yourself down i'm guessing no. i mean don't get me wrong i'm a human being i have yeah there are definitely moments where you know whatever went out to celebrate and it was too long of a celebration you know it was yeah. a night here in vegas whatever it might be but when i go ahead and write a commitment that's why i'm big on writing them down so i think that's where the mistakes made with people when they make a commitment they just throw it out there it's not really commitment it's more for everybody else to impress people yeah okay when i'm writing that commitment down saying this is what i'm doing and holding myself accountable then that's when I really fall through and stick with it. Okay, you know? and that's that's everything to you, right? Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah, big deal. Well, it's like you can if you let yourself down 
it's like I, me personally, I'm super hard on myself. I'm like, I screwed up. This is not good. This does not make this not what you do. Some other people do it so much, just whatever at the end of the day. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I love that. Yeah. Thank you. Hey, so my pleasure. For your time. You got that it. That was um, that was amazing. My pleasure. I'd love to. Um, Definitely. Yeah.